He is sadder than he could even possibly show. Deep inside, he lays his woe. Oh. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. And away we go. That's like a horse race. And away they go. And away they go. On the, on the inside, we got four forlorn and we get p- Pixie Poo on the and inside. Here comes up on the outside. On the outside. Oh, but, but. Did you see the Kentucky Derby this year, Theo? Did you see that little horse dance through 22 horses and win the whole freaking thing? I didn't. It was like a 61, 60 to one long shot, won a billion dollars. Isn't that amazing? I, I just have a hard time watching those things. We used to go to, remember when I lived in LA, we'd go to Santa Anita sometimes. Fuck, how much fun was that? Why would you not like that shit? Uh, You're not a big gambler that I way. I think I'm too much of a uh, uh, an animal person. Like, yeah, I feel like, yeah. you know, I start to get into my head. I'm like, these horses don't want to do this. And then, and then I know, like, I always read, like, occasionally Good I point. read. I read like, oh, they're cranking them full of steroids and like, it's all money. I just, I guess all I see is the monetary aspect of it. And I'm like, these fucking horses just want to go like on a field and chill out. And you got, you know, whatever it is. I, I just, I don't know. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right, so you get we'll, it. We'll you stop get talking it. about horse racing, but I yeah, get so let's you. Stop talking about horse racing. But you. the point is that we started with the horse racing, but I'll tell you something I saw last night that made me think about this. You know, you scroll through this social media nonsense and nonsense. It's nonsense. And they were and there was this thing with horseshoe crabs and they have blue blood. Did you know this? I did not. Right. Horseshoe crabs have blue blood and it sells for like 60,000 a gallon. So you have all these people that take these horseshoe crabs. Yeah. Who knows? Because it has some kind of hemoglobin. I'm not smart enough to understand what it does for you. But the point is. People who I'm are not psychotic. smart enough to even try and find out about it. So right. There you go. People who are psychotic. But here I am looking at this picture of all these fucking horseshoe crabs and they're getting milked for their blood. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Oh, I what know. happened? Oh. And it's blue and it's weird. And I was just like, I guess, I don't know. I guess I just like being kind to not just people, but fucking animals. So uh, no, animals, are, animals are your pin, man. It's my thing. It's mine too, but you're a real pinner. You, oh, it's my North Star. Animals right on the wall. Number one. You know, other than your family and all Bro, that I won't kill there. ants. I won't kill anything. I'll kill an ant. I got I'll kill a person. I still got a little pig dragger in me. Yeah, I can't do it. Can't do it. So whatever. It is what it is. But you know what? I pass it on to my kids, and my kids are amazing. We have all these deer living on the property. Oh no, those kids are gonna be animaled out. They are they love it. Protectors of the species out there in the woods, man. You what you bet. Arlo came up to me today. He was like, shh. I was like, what's going on? And he had two grasshoppers on his hand. He's like, they always like to be with me. He's like, ah, he and they just that? sit with him. And these grasshoppers just sit with him. And I'm like, did they, did you pick them up? He's like, no, they jump on me. And oh, they yeah. just sit there. So he's got the whole like a uh, beast master thing. Oh uh, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a forest whisperer. He's got all he them grasshoppers coming right up. So they you were worried about back. when I was a kid. They were worried about I was going to shoot them. So they, they yeah, never. Speaking <laughs> of, I was six, seven. Speaking of when you were a kid, another one of these social media things that I was perusing, I saw this story, and you probably don't know about it, but it, it got no, me. Give it to it me. Northern uh, Saskatchewan. Uh huh. Someone got lost in the woods. Yeah. Couldn't get out. Right. Nope. Didn't know what to do. Nope. Thinking they're going to die. 
For sure. Cut three uh, electric poles. Cut them. So all the electric went out in the nearest town. And the way the person was saved, it's fascinating, was they had to come and fix the poles. And No way. Yeah. I wonder if he was from Saskatchewan to be that smart, Theo. You got to do the movie. And to not electrocute yourself when you cut the poles. That's the trick. Oh, I'll cut that down. You're gone. He fucking cut three of them. They came to fix them. And that's how he got found alive. I wonder why he went on a hike with those big choppers to cut a pole like that. Who knows <laughs> how know, he cut it? I don't know how else you're going to cut those. Can you get lost in those woods, I assume? You can. And if you do, say goodbye. Because if you have no cell service and your phone's out, no one's here when you go, help, help. Nope, no one hears you. Nobody. But you know who does hear you? are the biggest black flies and mosquitoes that you're ever going to run into. And if you decide mm. to just sit down and rest, you better have a lot of deet or a lot of off because they'll start eating. They'll start, they'll start oh, eating. And I told you I'm that one, right? I could be sitting with 10 people and I'm like, is anybody getting fucking lit up like a Christmas tree? And everybody's like, no, I haven't gotten bit once. And I got like welts, like fucking Will Smith and Hitch. Like fucking fate. I'm getting eaten alive. And I'm like, why am I? I get wrecked by mosquitoes and there are certain people. I don't know if they're dead on the inside. They do not get bit. Can I tell you, I am dead on the inside. You know why? Because when I did bad blood, one of your favorite shows, second season, we're shooting it in Sudbury and Montreal and in Sudbury for all you Canucks up there, you know, they have incredibly little nasty black flies and they're just kind of everywhere. We're in the summertime. And I remember going to my, my cabin, my cottage where Declan was going to hang out. And I remember making a a thing to myself going, you will not let the flies get to you. I walked out, driver drops me off. Good old Nick. Nick, if you're listening, I miss you. I love you. And I get out and the whole crew's there welcoming me. Number one, the call sheet to my place. And we're going to be here a lot. And people going like this, people on Patreon, you can see this. They're just, they're like this, right? You know what I did? Nothing. I walked out of that car, out of my truck. And my script in my hand. And I was calm as a mafioso cucumber. And I said to myself, there ain't going to be no one bugging me. And a few of the flies went, hey, he's here. He's here. Coach is here. And they dicked around, dicked around. I didn't even move. And they went, ah, fuck this guy. He's no fun. And I never got bothered once. Again. They refused. You outsmarted these flies. I outsmarted those flies, yeah. Fucking Sudbury flies. <laughs> you film there? Oh my God. It's crazy. But you know, and how many times have you and I been in scenes, especially on this show that we're about to talk about, Sensibanic, where like you're or any or any movie or whatever, and you're in it and you're in it, and then all of a sudden, like a fly lands on the person you're doing the scene <laughs> with, and then you go, <laughs> or, or it lands on you, or it goes in your ear, you get a mosquito in your ear. Do you say cut or do we use it? Do we oh use my. it in the scene? I remember, I don't know who I was doing a scene with it, but it was someone who was of an accelerated age, right? And I remember thinking, okay, let's just, we got to get through this scene, right? And a fly came and like just went right on their head. Person didn't even, didn't Didn't know at all. Didn't even leave a dent. They didn't even move. They were just like in it. And I go, 
is this fly just going to be here the whole time? And I'm <laughs> fully out of character. I, knew I, am, I am out. <laughs> and what I want to say is like, hey, I can't do this scene because this thing is like right. But you got to keep going. <laughs> keep going and, and you'll see there's a couple of scenes in Sons that I've watched now over these last 17 years that we've been doing this where you'll see flies in the scene <laughs> when we're outside. But uh, yeah, it's really hard not. To, I get. I get worked over by everything. I got bit by ants yesterday because I've been out all day. But speaking of getting bit, you just got back from London. I did. What'd you do? Just six days. I had no time to reach out to anybody. I mean, it was really crazy, mad time for me. I had two meetings when I was there. I took a couple of my good buddies, Mitchell Cushman and Philip Riccio. Mitchell directed me in Jerusalem, the big play that Jez Butterworth uh, uh, did and wrote. That Mark Rylance is rebooting in London. So I saw Mark twice. I saw his performance twice. Philip Riccio played my ginger. You didn't see the play, but second lead, he came. And it was just one of those magical times where if you're lucky enough to go and you go and you reach out to Rylance and he says, yeah, when you come in and we got to hang with him a little bit and took a few photos and I played the guy, I played him. You know, he played my part. I played his part after he'd done it for, two years in 2011 and 12 in New York and, and, and the West end. And he re, he remounted it 10 years later. It's a fabulous play. It was, it was remarkable. And then How I was just, he? he was amazing. Brilliant. Totally. I mean, just totally unbelievable. Great to see it. And he, you know, he gave it up to me and we, we really loved, it was a big love fest in that dressing room afterwards, but uh, look, and then I went to a small town outside of London where I went to study to be this guy for a whole year. And everybody had a great time with me there. They all like it when Cozy comes back. And of course, Philip and Mitchell drank too much. And it was one of those beautiful shit fests for two days, two nights. Back to London, had a couple of meetings. Might be something going on there for me in the future. I'll let you know later. But uh, it was a good six days for me, but I'm happy to be home. When you see someone like plays are so different, right? It would be like me if someone like, like I'd watch a TV show that I did, right? Because the only plays and scenes and stuff I was doing was, was when I was in Lee Strasberg. You're actually doing like a, a run of yeah. stuff. So when you see the actor doing it, and this is something you put so much of your life in and did this big role, you see them making different choices. Sure. And you made. Is that sure. like interesting when you're watching it? You're kind of breaking it down and being like, oh, that's something I Be- didn't do. Beyond. Beyond. I mean, there's stuff that I remember thinking, I saw it twice, thinking, Oh, I, I was, I was better there. I was better. <laughs> and then Mark would do something. And I go, fuck, what a choice that was, but it's a play. As you just said, it's in a copse. It's in a forest. There's a trailer. Everyone, the same people that we had are in that show, not the same actors, but nothing changes because it's a play. So the, the blocking was a bit different. Obviously the interpretation was a bit different, but Jess Butterworth is one of those great, great contemporary writers where, you got to find your rooster. You got to find your Mark Rylance and Kim Coates. If you find that, because that's such a mat, it's an undertaking. Like this, the other whole fucking time, sticking to my chest like that. He's fucking smoking and drinking the whole time like that. He's fucking, he's old. And he's got a fucking big fucking cheese sticks out like this and hobbling around. He's, he's a fucking stunt man. Every bone in his body's bust. It's for real. It's three hours and fifteen minutes long. Ours was and theirs was two intermissions. Can't get it. Can't get a seat. Couldn't get it for my performance. Can't get it on the West End. It's completely sold out because Jez Butterworth's writing. And if you find your rooster, everyone strap on their seatbelts because it's an incredible ride. Wow. That's uh, 
It's so I can't imagine. So what? So was like the state. Obviously, the stage, the settings different. The the every different, but not really. I mean, you know, it takes place in a cops, like in a forest, and it's his trailer. So they had an air streamlined old beat up trailer. So did we. You have a chair that Rooster sits in a lot. So did they. You have a couch where someone pops out of the couch. So so did we. So did they. Trees are everywhere. So did we. So did they. But you know, there's different things that. Uh, that happened with the direction and how people played it. And it was, uh, it was a special time for me. And like when you guys, cause you're playing like rooster, you're playing the main character. Do you, are you mainly the one who's like the difference with film and t- TV? Are you fully working with the director or is it kind of their vision, the playwright? Like are you, how's I'm that fully, work? I'm fully working with the director and, but something like this, that's this big, like Hamlet is, you know, for the theater, if you have a year to prepare, it's probably a year too little, but at least you have a year. I had a year. Wow. I went to Pusey five times over a year where the accent was, where the real rooster lived, where Jez Butterworth would be hiding out in the Cooper's pub, over listening stories and over hearing things, and then putting this incredible play together. It took him five, six, seven years to write the fucking thing. And then they workshop it with Mark Rylance in 2009-10. Then they put it on the West End, and it's a complete sold-out hit. Steven Spielberg sees you know Mark's work yeah. in New York, cast him in Bridge of Spies. He wins an Oscar, and Mark's career is completely changed. Because of his portrayal of Rooster and Steven Spielberg seeing it and putting him in one of his big movies. Yeah. And that's what we always talk about. We were talking prior to this. Like, I just saw that Elvis film that I absolutely fucking adored. And I think it's one of I the can't wait to see greatest it. films I've ever seen. Wow. But that that young kid who's a who's a fucking giant movie star. And, you know, for a young age, he had two years to prepare for the role. Wow. Two wow. years. And I think about two years. I mean, we do indie films. I'll do one coming up. You got like two weeks. Yes. You know what I mean? Like literally two weeks. And it's like, what? I'm doing a dialect? What? You want me to lose so much weight? You want me to whatever? Two years. I feel like for two years, I could become like a fucking Zen master. And yeah. like you would do. You could play a Buddha. Yeah, I might float. Anybody. Yeah, I might yeah. float after two years. If you had two years where you go, I'm not doing anything else. I'm just doing this. It's that big of a film where the, the monetary you know, uh, payback is going to be make up for all of it. I'm going to dedicate two years of my life to this and nothing else. There's going to be nothing else except life, right? You know, meaning like if you have kids, if you have a family, whatever, you know, eating, but everything else is going to be this. Wow. Yeah. And not only is it wow, but when you have Baz Luhrmann who directed it, who I've met with Ewan McGregor, he's so brilliant. This guy doesn't do a lot of movies, but when he does, they're always fucking amazing. When you have the money, like you just said, and the time to go, sure, you go off for two years. He's already a singer. He's already an actor. He's getting ready to play Elvis fucking Presley. Now he's going to do justice to his voice as best he can. But when you have two years, you know what that allows you, Theo, when they go, okay, we're going to start next week. You know what it allows you? To be free to fail. Because you you can be completely free now. You've done all the work, all the work. Now you just get to perform it. And I, I can't wait to see it, according to you. Yeah, and, and you rarely hear about, like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis does, but someone who has that amount of time, right? And wow. I, I think the longest I've ever had for anything was maybe three months. Yeah. You know, probably three months where I knew something was coming up. Like, true story, I had three months. True, true story, you had two or three months. I remember when you were going yeah. over that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that and that felt like a long time, right? Because you can find yourself maybe fucking off sometimes if you don't, you know, stick to the plan. 
But like if it's two years of something and you have like classes and you're doing training and if it's physical, you're doing this and singing lessons. And like they say in Godfather, singing lessons, dancing lessons, you know, whatever. It's like you have all this stuff. I think that that what an incredible journey that would be. It would be something that I would love to do. And I think that that's a rarity in what we do in the speed of this right. business, where it's like, hey, right. so you met with the director yesterday. They need you on a plane to Bulgaria tomorrow. And you're like, what? Tomorrow? No, I have to go get my registration on my car. Now, not tomorrow. <laughs> Got to go tomorrow. It's not. And you're like, uh, uh, let me just pack a bag. And I'm like, I'm going. And then you get there and they're like, we're delayed like two weeks. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who's going to do my registration without me there now? God damn it. God damn it. I needed to do it. But, you know, uh, so that so London was good. That's good. And now we're uh, here. We are at 7-Eleven. Wow. Look at you. 7-Eleven. Seventh season, 11th episode. Suits Suits of of woe. Yep. There's a big one. You want me to predict what that even fucking means? Sure. I mean, you know how good I did with the rings on the. Remember, remember what? No, no, it said, it said don't smoke. It's about don't smoke it. Yeah. There's no smoke. You went, okay, I don't no. think so. I don't think so. Um, suits of well, you know, I don't know, bro. Like, we all, we're all wearing a suit of woe now. Is that it? Like, this. I'm assuming it's from something. Should I look it up? Yeah, why don't you look it up? Um, suits yeah, of well. I, mean, I, I just saw this massive walk in closet with all these suits, and it represents everybody in the show now. And they all say, whoa, like W-O-E, whoa. Suits of woe, somewhat related, but have no good intentions within that relationship. It's from Hamlet. Is it still from Hamlet? fucking Hamlet master. Yeah, I I need to read Hamlet again. I just failed. But I have that within which passes show these, but the trappings and the suits of woe. Wow, there you go. Meaning he is sadder than he could even possibly show. Deep inside, he lays his woe. Oh, God, that's way better than a walk-in closet with all these suits there that say woe on them, isn't it? Isn't you're, it like, like, you're picturing like Men's Warehouse where they have like a sale and yeah, fucking Hamlet speaking from his yeah, man. soul. That's for Gemma. That's for Nero. That's for Juice. He might even need two. Oh, He's got a lot of woe going on, that boy. Um, all right, pre-special episode for Nico, you. Nico gives the uh the uh, he did the previous fucking good on. for him. Good for him. You good know, I looked him. up Nico on this show today. I had to look up someone else. He did 38 episodes. Holy shit. Where the fuck did that even come from? Wow, that many? I mean, he started in season four, I think. 38. That's a lot. That's a lot. I would have, ne- if you would have told me and you just said that, I would have said 17 max. 38. Te- wow. wow. All right. Okay. So so, Jax hasn't moved, Theo. He hasn't moved since last week. He's up against the wall. Abel's sleeping. He's processing. Bad right? choices. Bad choices. Huh? Bad choices. He's processing bad choices. Yeah. And how many did he make? But what that kid told him, is that why grandma killed mommy? Like, what? Yep. What? To make, to make room for the new mom. Yep. Processing. Bad choices. Gem is talking to no one. Um, and I was going to say, she doesn't learn. This is what got her in trouble last time. Can she just keep it inside her head? <laughs> and can I just say that our, 
I don't know how this happened, but Peter Weller became the go-to director on this, this series. Killed it. He just keeps killing it with the camera yeah. over and over again. He laid a dolly truck on top of that kitchen table while Gemma's speaking to, we think, maybe even Jax. I, I know it's not, but right. she might be speaking, speaking to somebody. Anybody. Anybody. She's pulling it back, pulling it back, pulling it back, and there's no one in the chair. Yeah. I know. I know. But the dolly move, good for Peter. I'm going to tell you something about Weller. Yeah. He's so hard-headed. He's so hard-headed. He's a pro. He plays he's Charlie just, Borowski, everybody yeah. out there. Mr. Ascot, there. RoboCop, Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> Weller came in, and I'll never forget, he started doing things with the camera and changing things. And I was like, I remember thinking, this ain't the way we do the show. This now, guy- guess what? They got him back 22 more times because yeah, I thought this guy's way. not going to last because Kurt had a formula and this is the way Correct. he did it. But he was like, no, I'm going to put a camera on the bike. No, I'm going to shoot from under here up. No, I'm going to do this. And there's even a scene coming up in this where he plays like jazz on a chase scene. No, no. And I went, this is only Weller could get away with not having a fucking metal song or a rock song. He decides to use fucking jazz because he plays jazz and he's a jazz guy. And I thought this guy somehow was so hard headed. Amazing. So good for him. So he, he, he really something else. So, okay. Now we go to juice talking to himself. Right. Right. He has a plan, right? I'm going to do this. and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. And you just see it. Now we're getting, we're getting the idea of what's going to happen in this episode. We're seeing all the main characters, the main the seeds are being planted, but I wish there were two more seeds planted. I wish we would have seen you with a little walkie talkie thing in your ear and Gemma with a little walkie talkie thing in her ear. And you guys could have been doing a Brando thing, talking to each other going, I'm, I'm a little upset at what I did. Yeah. Me too, yeah. Too. No, honey, I'm in prison and it's really not been a lot of fun with fucking Marilyn Manson. How about you, Jim? It's really rough over here. Jackson bad choices. find out any minute. Yeah. We made a bad choice. Maybe yep. like a game of telephone. You remember the cans with the rope in it? Yes. Like Bugs Bunny used them all the time. It really works. And it really, it really works. works. That really works. Oh, we fucked up. It <laughs> What? What, Jim? No, you have to take the can out. And speaking of the can, then you put it Yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> anyway, you know what? I love this episode so much. I digress because this is such a fucking good episode. Keep going. Jim. Well, Chibs is on the move. He doesn't go for the kiss. Apparently, she's faking sleeping. Jerry, right? Yeah, you picked up on all that. Good for you. Okay. And then we got Wendy alone in the kitchen. Yeah. Then we're going to get to Jackson, Wendy. And well, can I just say, sorry, we haven't said this for a while, but Jackson without a shirt on. Always does wonders for the ratings. It just oh, doesn't yeah. hurt. Doesn't hurt anything. No. He's like that fucking, that fucking kid and, and you at that time. Me and Chibs had to work at it. And you know, Bobby's gone now, so he didn't give a fuck. But honestly, you you too. Boy, when that no, but he was off. he was in a different thing. I mean, I looked like you know a, a, a nutbag with the with the with the uh mohawk and the and the and the tattoos and all that. So it really, while I was definitely in, you know, probably one of the best shapes of my life. He's in a different thing because he's literally in movie star mode. He's got yeah. flick back hair. Yeah. He's got, you know, he's Same got right everything going body. on, right? Yeah. He's got the stubble. Anything yeah. that we've looked at in yeah. through history of like, you know, the Steve McQueens, the Newmans, yeah. the Robert Redfords, he had it all in that, in that moment. 
and you go, fuck, man. Like when he that, was in that, that kitchen, you go, that's a fucking movie star right there. Yeah, right? I always had time to work out too. He had more words than fucking anybody. Like what the hell? Yeah. So he, he, she can't hold it in. She confesses to it all. Juice is really at the center of the storm here. And, uh, you know, he's fucked and, and he wants it all hush hush. He's like, just don't tell well, anybody. What yeah. And he, and he says, you take care of our boys. Yeah. That was leave. big. That was a big line to yeah. say at that time. Like, are we saying goodbye to Jax right now? Maybe we don't know if he'll ever see Wendy. Like he, he doesn't know what the fuck to do. And, and it also not. made me think that he, he won't kill her. And he won't kill her. Like, like him saying that was like, Hey, I just want to reassure you that I know you did. You got to take care of the boys. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're, no. you're here for them. And I, I can't lose another person. Cause you know, next thing you know, you got Chucky as the living Manny or with something. His red right? helmet. His yeah. With his helmet. red helmet. So then he's banging on Unser's door. Like this hard, like hard. banging on that door. Hard. Yeah. That, that, you know, that's one of those things that always pisses me off when someone bangs on a door hard. Yeah. Calm that down. And, I heard you that, the first time. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I'm going to come quicker if you're doing it like that. Like, shut up. Stop. It's, it. like, when, it's like when someone slaps you on your lower back to say hello. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Why would you do that? Or or for me, like when I had the mohawk or even like now when I have long hair, if like I'm around certain people, they like go to put their hand in my hair. I go, what are you doing? Why would, I you, know. why would you touch my hair? Like, you don't put your. I'm yeah, not you'll funny. never see someone touching your hair. Or you without toes on your shoes. No. Like you you got to cover up your toes. You said that to me when I first met you after you did the, the, the paper line and water. Uh, yeah. I, went, yeah. yeah I, I don't know if we're going to be able to hang out. We'll see how this goes. And then you went, Cutsy, I don't know about you, but you got, you can't wear those flip flop things. I, went, I don't want to see your feet. Yeah, we can hang out. You know what I mean? Now, this is bare feet on the sand. That's fine. But no, if you're walking, bare feet all day, you want to come in there with bare feet, but I don't want to see just the front. I don't no. want to see from the knuckle down. I, I thought, like, you know what? You and I are going to be able to hang out just fine. Yeah. <laughs> but those are those. So if someone comes in and is banging on your door, yeah. what are you doing? Right. So he's banging on it. Unser, he wants to talk juice. Unser yeah. basically tells him about done. And uh, Wayne's pissed. Wayne's pissed about it all because he's trying to process what's going on. And, uh, there's yeah, a lot of they're trying, they're, they're trying to figure out Gemma and Juice, right? And and Charlie, this isn't about Lynn, this is about Tara. So once yeah. he tells Jax, you know, the guy couldn't have killed Tara, he was out of town. And then Wayne goes, Do you want the truth or not? Yeah. Like, where's yeah. that word been in the last this whole season? Truth. More secrets and more lies flying around, right? My God. Unser's terrific in this episode. Unser's always fucking. I know. But he's like extra terrific. He's so extra terrific. Boy, when they get the close up of that fucking nose of his, Ooh. you want to talk about never killing an ant. They're all living in there. They're all no. that, it's got the, so much character. There's he's, so much character going on in that nose, man. He uh uh hold on, my wife is texting me knowing that I'm filming. Um, that's fine. Let her know that we're here with Coatsy and we're yeah, talking say, to the world. You see me filming. We're talking to the world. Yeah, what do you? What is Mago? Mago, where are are you? So yeah, his nose is like a character actor in itself, right? It's like Jimmy Durante. Like it's yeah, just oh, yeah. his nose can get jobs on its own. It's got a lot going on. Um, so now <laughs> Juice, then Juice gets the message, um, and basically they tell him it's going down. 
right? You get the shift. Yeah, I'm going to tell you about that day. Can I tell you about it? I'm dying to hear. Because I, 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 you know, sometimes what we do in TV and film, we don't do in real life. And there, and Weller, Weller and I were having a bit of a disagreement because he's like, hey. Little tiff, use, little tiny tiff, yeah. I'll use this toothpick as an example. He's yeah. like, hey, I'm going to need you to take the, the shiv and like hold it up, you know, because I need to see it. So we need it in frame. And I'm just like, but why would I hold it up? And he's like, because you're looking at it, this and that. And I go, but why? And he's like, because you know you're about to go do this. And I go, but haven't I looked at it? I'm the one who set it up and put the sand and the thing. I already know it works. And he's like, right. But for the scene, we need you to hold it up and look at it. And that's when you go, you know what? I know we got to get to lunch and I don't want to make a big deal. So where, where do you need it? And they're like, we just need it here. You're frozen. You're completely gone. There it's you are. not about you. It's about the shiv. They need it in camera and they need it to, to, to be okay. So that's fine. Um, okay. So he gets the message. Now we go to Jack's with Chucky and the boys pull up. Here we go. We see Tegan. Tegan. Oh, yeah. Okay, Theo. Theo, you're, you're frozen again. Is it you or me? Not me. Am I frozen now? No, you're you're fine there. But now, um, okay, well, Justin will figure it out. You've been frozen twice now. What? Yeah, I wonder if that's me or you. Well, it ain't me. Let's check. Hold on. You know how to check, right? No. (laughs) No, I know how to check. What are you? Are you a fucking freak? Yeah, mine has. Go right where your name is to the left. Go down to your name. Well, whoa. Go down to of woe in the corner. Click and it. just put, put your put your uh put your thing over it and it'll I got show it my little clicker. How many bars you got? Um because well, I got them all. Bars where? Under of woe. Go to the corner where of woe is. Yeah. And then just rub run your cursor or whatever you call it, yeah. your mouse. Run it over it and it'll yeah. turn to bars. Uh-uh. Mine doesn't turn to bars. Forget it. Um, Mine doesn't turn to bars. I'll do yours. Hold on. Uh, I got the full little thing up here, so hopefully we're all right. All right, guess what? We're good. Let's go. We're good. All right, here we go. What the fuck? This is like old us. We've been. I know, but we're coming to the end, so it's good to go back to you know before (laughs) who we used to be two and a half years ago. What? I can't hear you. What? Turn it off. Fuck Diana. Shut the phone off. Come on. Oh wait, I don't even think we recorded this. Let's shut it down and come back. Remember how many times (laughs) we used to shut down and come back? We did. Yes, we did. Not no more. No, we're good now. We're we're better people. Um, we're better technologically advanced. So Jack comes up. We're all there. Yeah, and then um, so he basically is not going to tell them. And well, then- actually, sorry, one more thing. So Jax is working on the JT bike. Let's talk about that. Mm. He's got the bike out in the shop. Oh, is that with Chucky when he says the with colors? Chucky, and all that? Yeah. Now, and can Jax- I ask you a question? Is this the first episode we know he's working on the bike? I think so. Oh, okay. A lot of work. It's a lot of work because it's really going to come in handy coming up. It's going to come in handy. As you know. So is this just like something he just decided to do two episodes left? Yeah, because Kurt Sutter wrote 92 episodes of this show called Sons of Anarchy, Theo. And whatever Kurt fucking writes, trust me, all of a sudden, JT's bike is now not in the window frame no more. Even though that that 
got exploded, that whole clubhouse. It's now in the shop. And he wants to get it going for some reason. We don't know what yet, but we will know soon. Do you think in a previous episode, he took the wrecked bike and put it on somewhere? What you're asking me? Oh, yeah, I know. That's stupid. Kim All right. Hey, who's ever watching this? Yeah, maybe. they tell us. They always yeah. tell us. They're yeah, yeah. amazing at this shit. I'm just asking if this was the first time that we saw I them. think it is. I'm saying it is. Who cares? Um, okay. So <laughs> who cares? Who the fuck cares? Honestly, uh, it, it's great. It's the bike. It's blue. Fuck off. And then me and Chips pull up. We're there. Um, go get, you know, tell Juice. I'm going to go try and see Juice, all that shit. A little info of the three guys. Us three hung out a lot in this episode. Kind of fun hey, for me. Yeah. And you guys did your own thing. Like a lot of times you and Chibs, because there's a couple of things that happen in this episode. One, I guess, because there's no other way to say it. Jackson's really mean to Chibs this whole episode. Well, not mean. Just he doesn't want, he's terse. Terse is the word. Terse. Really okay. terse. He's Quick. dismissive. Dismissive. Dismissive, yeah. terse. Don't talk to me. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing <clears throat> is you two seem to like not include the rest of the crew. And I was confused more like Happy's not like coming with you guys. He's like left back. You and Chibs would just kind of go on your own. Right? Yeah. It, it became like when I took that Sergeant at Arms patch off my cut in season four, when I threw it down to, to Perlman, and I'm out, I'm done. Even though Hap became the new Sergeant at Arms and he should have, and he was amazing. They never really lost that pedigree of where I belonged in the club. So I think Sutter was a very conscious decision of making sure that sometimes I was, I was with Chibs and I should have been with Chibs from the fucking get go, but I ripped that patch off. And, and so it was nice to be with him and Charlie in these last few episodes. Okay. Yeah. And, and I think it was great too. It's just weird that happy wasn't involved, So, right. but it's fine. Cause I love this episode. So I'm not going to say anything bad. So then Wendy's with Abel. She has that moment, right, where he does the hug and the whole bit. Ryder and Evan Londo. Those those are those twins' names. Ryder and Evan. God, they were so good, those kids. They're like 39 years old now. They're 39 right now, but man, were they fucking good on this show. Good for that kid. So then we go to Juice getting cuffed and walked. Let me, can can I dive into this for a little? So this... We had the Lynn scene. I'm getting walked. Coming up. Okay. We filmed these on separate days. The Did walk, you? The walk was one day. Oh. The walk was in the old hospital on set. The Lynn killing was uh, on location. Was it? Yeah. What so, was that? Was that when? I wonder where that fucking was, bro. Do you remember? On location? Yeah. The Lynn scene, it was somewhere in Altadena or Pasadena. We, we, but we must have been something. Did we need something else there that day? And I we think, used it? Yeah, it was something Maybe. was going on there where I just went into a room that they set decked, right? Okay. Point is, I come in one day because I bear, you know, this episode I worked more than the previous ones, yeah, but I, yeah. came in, I came in just to do the walks. And I don't know if they had more time or whatever. But he was filming these walks. We must have did 50 fucking takes. And I'm sitting there going, I'm sitting there going, he's filming them from every angle. I'm walking this way. I'm walking that way. They're behind me with the camera. They're in front of me. And all I'm sitting there going is I go, hey, fucking Borowski, Weller, you better spend this much time on the fucking Lynn scene that you're on these goddamn walks. Because I'm just walking here. 
you know, as he's walking here. That's what Rizzo here. says. I'm, I'm just walking, walking here. here. But we did it so much, and it was one of those things that always rang to me. When you have these big scenes, they're like, hey, we got two takes, and we got to get it. They got a food I truck know. here today. We got to get everybody back there. But when you're doing Were you these happy walks, with the with the take that they chose for your walk? Were you happy I, with that? I didn't care. <laughs> you have the CDC on your back, that whole, you know, California yeah. Department of Corrections. But we kept doing it. It was all different ways. I And I was like, are we going through what? Like, how? what is this labyrinth that I'm in to get out of? But whatever. So then we go to the Lynn scene. Yeah. Nope. Somebody's honking. They need you? No, it's fine. It's outside. Okay, since I didn't know if somebody's honking, they need it. So we go to the Lynn scene. Um, here's my question about the Lynn scene. Wouldn't you think he would have more protection? Isn't he like one of the biggest gang bosses on the planet? I suppose, but it seems to me that that goddamn character that Manson played bought everybody off. Everybody off. He's turning off the goddamn recording machine. He's buying rooms. You're getting a pie coming up. I mean, everything is under his watch. He's got more money than God. So guess what? When Lynn was having a little shower, he doesn't go with his guys protecting him. And he got grabbed. And now he's he's strung up, man, for sure. Kenneth Choi, I love that guy. Yeah, and he was doing another show at the time. And he came there and he gave us that day. And I remember uh, being super rushed. And... There was really no talking about it. So I was like, they were very, you know, this when you're doing a blood gag. Yeah. It's all about the blood gag. <clears throat> because if you get it wrong, acting's out the window. Acting all, out the window. Yeah. Because if you get it wrong, you're all covered in blood. And then they only have four changes and, and then they got to clean the floor. And so basically it becomes four minus more, two. They have two changes. Yeah. yeah they have two changes. <laughs> It becomes more about the apparatus on the neck than the actual acting. And I was so into like the acting of it that I didn't care. Right. And they're like, no. And it's a retractable blade. And they're like, all that. And he's hanging. And then you got the camera. So there's a lot of business happening. A lot of business. Because there's a lot of business happening. They basically say, and I'm like, yeah, but when he says, they're like, we don't care about what he's saying. It's really about the phone. It's about the fucking stabbing in the neck. And I'm like, yeah, but what kind of state of mind is he in? Because there's some cool lines here. And they're like, I don't get it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't fucking matter. And I remember being kind of frustrated where I was like, right, 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 right. But they're like, let's just shoot it. So I had to start making some choices on my own because everybody was very preoccupied. So I remember thinking like on that line that I loved, which is like, I'm a rat. Why wouldn't you think I'm a liar? Like, that's a great line that you can. Great use. Line. Nobody cared. I um, did. I did. Yeah. I fucking love that scene. I love all the scenes that you're in this episode. You have some big ones, man. Anyway, it's a good scene. It's a good and scene. I wonder why, why Kenneth didn't try kicking you at one point. Great like, fucking or or rapping is like, like, like or, or, or just for something, right? And I have a feeling that that day was t- tough on him. He was fucking hanging for so long all up day. there all day you know what i mean you just kind of give up on all those choices it's about the blood it's about the stabbing let's just get get to it you know and there basically was i remember very clearly they're like we got one shot at this yeah i bet we got one shot like you're gonna stab him and there's gonna be blood everywhere and that's what's gonna happen so we would do the scene a lot up to the stabbing meaning we do a couple 
different angles, and then we're going to get to the stabbing, and that's a whole nother separate cut. Okay. Gem is at good TM. Good scene. Uh, Kenny was so good. See you Kenny's later, Kenny. Great. great. Gem is at TM, and Unser gives <sighs> her the info. This is a fucking great scene, by the way, Um, because he, he goes into detective mode. Oh, and- my God. This is what I wrote down, right? Wayne tries to warn Gemma. He tells her everything. Things are getting tricky. Gemma just keeps lying and lying and lying. I went, Gemma is the pickle jar. She became the pickle jar. She became the whole jar. Yeah. The brine. She had all of it. She -hmm. became it because she had an opportunity to really tell Wayne right there, right then. Let's get some help. Something Jax is going to freak some, but nope, she continues and she's deflecting and deflecting. And I went, Oh, Oh, Gemma, this ain't going to end well for you. You know, like the Velastic pickles, like they have like the bird as like the, as the mascot, you know, the, the, it's like, a yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. yeah. She became that. She became that. Yeah. She now is the pickle jar. She is Gemma, all, Gemma's pickles. Gemma's pickles. That's exactly what's on the front of those fuckers. That'd be a and funny shirt. And they're flying off the shelf. They're just flying. That'd be a really funny shirt. Gemma pickle joint. Like yeah. Gemma's pickles. And her is the Velasic like mascot. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and if we were doing the show any longer, I would say we do a pickle jar shirt. <laughs> we should do a pickle jar shirt. Um, we'll okay. See. And then she bails with the quicks and Chucky, he tells Chucky <laughs> to follow her, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Chibs and Tig get the boys and they have, I mean, Ch- Ch- uh, Chib and Tig's with the boys and they talk about the jury. Kill. Well, this is an me, important scene. Let me tell you this. So yeah, me and Chibs, we walk in, into Woody's, the club's there looking at all of us is, you know, given. Oh yeah. So what we did there is we gave the audience a really terrific recap, a recap. We're recapping. Everything that's kind of happened and what might happen in the future. It was just a beautiful and everyone like everyone had a couple of lines. We, 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 we passed that basketball around beautifully. Everyone had a couple of touches. We Montez, Quinn, me, DL, we had a line, maybe two. And we just shared the basketball beautifully in that fucking scene to catch everybody up to speed. And that's what we did. And Boom. he shot, and he shot it beautifully too, because he'd be like he'd have he did. soft yeah, in the, the frame. The edit, the edit, fucking Peter yeah. Weller, man. Peter Weller, man. His fucking edits. I don't know what Kurt changed or kept, or we, we'll never really know. And the editors, yeah. but fucking Peter Weller, he he knew where the moments needed to be, and yet he never forgot about other people. He just fucking did a great job. Yeah, he kept everybody in frame, but that's because you know an actor directing is different. Um, and then we go to the scene, the scene Jackson prison about in my life. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson, juice. Tully's there. Well, it starts with Tully. Yeah. Creepy. It's just, it's creepy. A white nation seems to almost have a heart in this scene. Like, like they played him. Like he's got a little bit of a heart with Jax. Yeah. I don't know. I just got a creepy vibe. Know. Anytime, anytime that character wanted to try and pretend that he's good or wholesome or he's thinking about some, no, no, you're not. Well, here's the funny thing about this scene, because I've heard a lot of people discuss it. So hey, we're not talking about when you came in yet. I'm talking about Tully. Well, it's the same day. Same I, no, I know. But I'm just saying that that's over. He fucking he's he's out of there. And then the scene really starts. Right. And so I was kind of like, 
Manson's Manson. And when he, he's, you know, listen, he's not an actor. So when he comes on set, there's a lot that goes on, right? The crew, a lot of them were fans of him and, you know, whatever. And so people get distracted and like he would come because he would be there, you know, whatever. And I remember being like a little concerned because I was like, fuck, is he there before we do this? big scene because I, kn- I knew it was a big scene it was the whole year was building up to this scene it's it's actually one of the best scenes in the entire series for me thanks it, and, it, it was it was that fucking good well i i so i remember that day came and it was like i was silent now charlie and i had not spoken no for a very long time long time maybe hello but there was no we weren't for lack of a better word, we weren't friends anymore. And we knew this moment was going to come between us. And uh, or something, some type of resolve was going to come. Yeah. But Manson was there. And I was like, fuck, I just like, is there a way that I can be like, hey, can you shoot him? And did you just- bring that up with Peter? I did. I was like, can you shoot him and then just get him out of here? Like, basically, like, can you just shoot him and get him out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it fucking better for everybody. Right. Because also, also, there's a thing. Like, if I see you working, Kim, I know if it's something, you know, important, like your daughter or something. Stand back. Stand back. Just watch. But a lot of people who don't know sets a lot and don't know this and don't know that, like, they, they get, like, you know they don't understand. Right. You know, it's like people coming up to you between takes when you're in it and it's like, Hey, just give me a minute. Help me out here. Just give me a minute. Right. Okay. So they did that. And I remember, yeah, Charlie and I did not speak when we came in, they wanted us to do a rehearsal and him and I together is the first time we spoke. I said, let's just shoot it. And he's like, let's just fucking shoot it. Wait, wait. So is this the scene that you guys only you put a camera on you, camera yeah. on sharp. Yeah, that's it. Fucking a, bro. So, so this is the one. This. Yeah, this is the one where I go. We both agreed no rehearsal. Let's just shoot it. And he goes, "Well, I'm going to do even better than that. We're only Peter? shooting one. You, Peter. We're only shooting one angle. There's going to be a camera behind him." And a camera behind you. And a camera behind. I, fuck. That's what we did with me and Venus last week. One and camera. That's on her, it. Cam- that's it. That's it. Oh my god, that's brilliant. Yeah. And we're gonna. He angled them where we're gonna run them at the same time. Yes. So we did the first take, and they were like, "Holy fuck, that's it." But there was some kind of problem with one of the cameras. A technical issue. I've heard you talk about this. Yeah. Like the old hair in the gate thing. And so like, we had to fucking do it again. We had to do it again. And that's it. We just did two takes. Oh, God. That was it. And that was it. So, and, it's yeah. so good, bro. I mean, it was a 10-minute scene with you two. With Tali adding another two, three, 13 minutes of the 60-minute show. Yeah. Um, I mentioned to you about how the Venus and me, that was seven minutes. I mean, yeah. when they're just two some like that and you and Charlie using all that, whatever method shit he was doing and yeah. you hadn't really seen him much. And, and then the truth starts to come out here. Those tears are as real as they get. Oh, him and I hugged it out at the end, cried on each other's shoulders. It was a thing where we literally were, it was like, and, and from then on in, we were back with each other Yeah, because we, we kind of needed that moment. Yeah. And 
whatever the process is, whatever it was, it was a lot of emotions were built up into that scene. And that taught me as an actor, let, let the scene do everything. Like just listen. Yeah. Just listen to what he's saying and let it do it. And the only choices that I can make is how I'm feeling for all these years built up. So like when I came in, the way, the way I wanted to think about it was that I was a little kid who was being let out of punishment. Like, Hey, Hey dad, I did everything you said. I cleaned my room. Hey dad, I like, Hey. And, and then as I'm like smiling at him, the devil basically walks up to me. And now I go back to like this pound puppy. Yeah. And then when I sit down, it's like the excitement of like, I did everything you said, because what I'm thinking he's going to say is you killed Lynn. You did what you needed to do. Good job. You're still a son. We love you. But then it comes to the tarot question. So everything. And then the Bobby, the realization of Bobby, there's so much that happens in it. And it was one of those things. And it was the best acting lesson I ever got that just said, just listen, don't do anything. And it'll all come every time. You don't have to force it. And I think that to me, it really helped me. If I can bottle that up, it helped me to become better because sometimes you force stuff. Sometimes you go, well, on this, I think I'd be, or I do this or do that because sometimes you have to self-generate because maybe you're not getting what you want, or maybe the, the words don't give you what you want. And in this, it was just two people, which is, you know, you and I, this is our dream, right? Two people just talking because that's what life is. And it doesn't happen like that a lot. It's always the phone, I, the plug uh, gag, the, you know? That, that's right. And I'll answer, um, you said something which is so true, that the way Hanum did this scene, whatever he was bringing inside of him to that table, when he said to you, tell me the truth, all that bottled up stuff that Jax through Charlie was generating to you, you told him the truth. Yeah. Had he done it differently or had he done it, you know, not as emotionally or had well, not as desperate, who knows how you would have told him what the script said. But in answering your own question of great actors, listen, they don't plan anything. You have to plan a few things. There's always, because it's filming, you might only have, it, but my God, just listen and the rest will come. And you two were listening to each other like fucking crazy. It's just such a And that's all I told myself going in. I said, just listen and look in his eyes and then make the decision of it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's over. And and that led into the entire rest of Juice's existence on the show. So then after that. Yeah, really um, great. Really, really great. Juice calls Gemma. Yeah, Gemma's rehashing photos. Her phone rings. Juice is on the phone. Yep. All the truth is coming out. <laughs> yeah, she's a full pickle now, man. She's, she's full, full, full there, pickle. There's nowhere to go now. All right. And then Next. taking chibs with the books. That's a little nod to Bobby, right? Where it's like, I don't know how he even did this. Yeah, um, time to find a new Jew. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the attempted humor. I mean, then Jax walks in. Things are now full on serious, like Indian Hills. 
is not going to be happy when they find out there was Borowski, not jury. All kinds and, of, I mean, jury was killed by, and, and also jury was killed by a member. Yeah. Like a like right member. in front of everyone. Right, right in front, in front of, of everyone. And it was yeah. wrong killing, wrong time. It's just a fucking shit show. So Jax needs to find Gemma and everyone's on the lookout, right? And now Gemma's on the move. Yeah. She's packing on the move. Wendy comes in. She sits with Thomas. Yeah. Gemma basically sits with Thomas and this is going to be a goodbye, right? It is. And then here we go, because we knew we couldn't go the whole season without paperwork. Paperwork is back in action. We couldn't, we couldn't, we couldn't not oh, have with Winter and Nero and yeah. Alvarez. Yeah. yeah, we're back. Paperwork is here. We're signing. We're docu-signing. Paperwork. A lot of initials, a lot of initials, a lot yeah. of initials. Lila is now running stuff. They want to yeah. insert some humor. Um, it, it, the new owners, the boy, and and while we're dealing with our, because you know we we did a few episodes in a row where it was all about the paperwork, <laughs> and then the boys it. come in, and this was another thing that I'm a little okay, and and this is maybe on the direction part because this is sometimes where directors get lost where they're so focused on the shot. Montez and them come in. Jax never said that Gemma did anything. He just said, hey, make sure she doesn't leave, right? <clears throat> right. She might be at Diosa. She might be here. Just make sure she doesn't leave. Like, that's right. the way he said it. Right. What I never understood is like, and this is in the writing and the directing, when Montez and them come in, you would think they would go, hey, what's up, Nero? Hey, Alvarez, how you doing? Hey, has anybody seen Gemma? But instead, they come in and like ignore everyone and go, where's Gemma? Like, she's in trouble. They didn't, so it's like you're tipping your hat. Kurt didn't want to give them too many lines. He just, you know what? Like he didn't want to pass. He didn't want to pass the basketball around. He's already thinking about and worried about how your 22 minute scene is going to be kept down to 12. Yeah. He just, yeah. don't give him any lines. Where's Gemma? Let's just, let's go. But it could have been as simple as, of hey course guys, it hey could guys, have been. Anybody see Gemma? That's you and your director's hat right now. Looks really good on you, son. Good yeah. luck. I mean, as long as you hire me, you're going to be all right. Yeah, of course. Well, I have to. So, okay. So that's it. Paperwork back in action. Gemma's on the run and Chucky covers for her. Right. Right. They have a moment. He covers. Oh, and this is so kind of sweet. I didn't give a shit, but good for them. She goes, thank you, Chucky. And, and he goes, you're my best friend, Gemma. Yeah. You're my best friend. And she goes, I accept that. And a little, you know, sense of humor. Yeah. Are they ever going to see each other again? We don't know. It is the 11th episode of 13. Here we go. And she's fucking out, right? Spoiler alert, they don't. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're allowed to have spoiler alerts. Who cares? Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck the cares? End. It's the end. They don't. Go watch the fucking episodes. Oh, so God, you so then Jerry's at TM. She comes in in a huff, right? And the boys pull up. And basically, Jerry and Unser want to see Juice. And now Tig does the Tig well, thing. But hang you get on, off man, the man, bike man. and you're on the phone right yeah, away. That fuck, I hated those days. But I, no, I, I love when Unser and Jerry, they're 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 all the information is flying around, and the devil comes up, and then Jax pulls up, and and Unser goes, "Speak of the devil." Yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah, it was, it was great. Really sweet. Like, let's not forget, Jax Teller's done a lot of fucking bad shit. 
Well, he's basically the devil of the show. Speak of the devil. I mean, one devil's his mom. Now now we're speaking of the other. Like, honestly, speaking of the devil. Devil and demon. Yeah, I mean, they are the ones that everything went wrong. So you guys pull up. You immediately go to the phone. Yeah. Which is just the best. Because it's like, hey. Right away. (laughs) And you know it's something, right? Something. I would just, if you relook at my performances on the fucking phone, this is some of the best work I've ever done. Oh, easily. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I knew how to come out. I knew how to flip it. It didn't matter if it was upside or down because you yeah. didn't see it. And you yeah. walk away. You get to Always walk on the away. outside. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. You walk yeah, yeah. away from the scene. You go, thank God I'm out of that one. All right. So then Unser gives it to him, and he's basically giving it to him. Um, Tig gives Jax the info that Gem is on the run, right? That was yeah. why the call was so important. And then Unser basically is giving it to Jax. He's laying into him, like to a point where I, because again, I don't remember any of this, but I was like, wow, he's fucking really talking to Jackson in a, in a way. And then Jax cracks him. Cracks right? him right in the face. And now he wants the APB on Jax. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Well, I know. And, but then the, the silly thing is he goes, I don't want anyone else to get hurt. What? There's been 178 people have died in this season alone. Right. I don't want anyone else to get hurt. Right. APB out on Jax. Okay. Thank right. you, Wayne. Yeah. Excellent. And now we're at the church. At the church. Uh, yes. We're at a church. We don't know what church. We don't know which one. And Gemma calls Nero and says yeah. she needs to meet him. Never does she say, don't tell anyone. No. I think she should have said she that. She should have. Okay. And then Jerry and Unser go to meet Juice. Now, is it, am I crazy in this scene again? Like, fuck, it's so cool to watch this shit. But you had this just little smile. Same day as the other scene. On your face. That was so reflective as to the freedom that someone now has when they know it's so over. So it's, imagine, imagine that I filmed that the same day as the other scene. with Jackson scene. Yes. Oh, motherfucker, that was a day and a half. Yeah. So most I've ever had to memorize in ever. We did that scene, the big one with Jax. Then we went to lunch. You did that first, hopefully. Thank God Good. we Thank did. God. Now, if you remember, uh, you don't remember, but I had to call them up because they had it flipped the other way. They what? They had me doing the jack scene later in the day. and they had Oh, no. You said flip that. Fucking flip that. I said, guys, you got to help me out here. I need that scene first. Oh, good good for you. Yeah. Yeah. So we did this after it. The good news was for me is that we did it after lunch. Right. So I got to basically go sit by myself in the trailer and flip the switch where I went. He doesn't care anymore. No. He doesn't care. No. It's all good. It's so good. I'm everybody's asshole. Like that's and the way I played it is no matter what they said, I was just like, "Are you stupid? Yeah. Like you don't understand I anything." Know, okay. And it was the most fun I'd had in years on the show because I wasn't having fun anymore as Juice. Example: I understand you're getting close with the AB in here, and you go, "That's one way to put it." No, like, like, like some of the dialogue was so good, bro. But then there's a line that I think is really the most important line in the scene, which he says, it's too late for all of us. Well, and I can I, can I add one more too? Gemma knows everything uh, about every lie. 
She's the gatekeeper. Yeah. She's the total gatekeeper of all of this. Yeah. Beautiful. She's the one. She's really the one. So, nice scene. Yeah. So that was, and you know, listen, I remember sitting there and it's always fun with Unser, right? Because, you know, he, the more serious it gets, the more he doesn't want to do it. He's just <laughs> like, what the fuck? Who cares? <laughs> I'm not crying. Just say it. Just say it. Just say the fucking lines, right? Um, okay, so we do it, and I had to tell him, and that's why it was so much fun for me because it was good that I could have fun after coming from you know how it is, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so now the boys go looking for uh, Charlie, and Jacks, like I said, has been testy with Chibs all episode. He's just kind of everybody's on edge, and Chibs everyone's taking it. it now. I stayed out of most of it, so that was yeah. good for me. You're on the phone backwards. Yeah. And then uh, Nero meets with Gemma. Yeah. So I got to tell you something. This is a fucking great directing move by Weller. What he does here. Y'all tell me. He fucking plays it all on Jimmy's face instead of Jax's talking. Yeah. The only disagreement I have was in the cut, meaning that Jax is talking because he goes, well, I'm not going to tell you where she is unless you tell me what's going on. And Jax goes, well, listen, I went to see Juice and this is that. And, and then it cuts. But I thought it should have been like, if I was doing it, it would have been like, I went to see Juice. And he said, then it's a cut, right? He, he cut it on a weird word. And then it's all on Jimmy's face. Yeah. The whole thing's on Nero. And Jimmy has to do this incredible thing, which is, Here's what I was asking myself, and you would understand this as an actor. Was Charlie there reading off screen? Did he just play it in his imagination? What do you think he did? I don't know, but I have so much writing down. I just said to see Nero's face and no dialogue was beyond terrific. You can only do that kind of shit on actors who really are listening and processing. And thinking, and it went on forever. And in a way, bro, was it ever nice to know as an audience what Charlie's telling him, whether the cut was completely right or not? That's that's good for you. Yeah. I didn't really notice that. Yeah. But it's what's going on in Nero's fucking face, and what he's hearing and what he's listening to. It, it was just beyond beautiful. Can and I ask some? A, a roadrunner is right now standing outside my window, looking at me. Have you ever roadrunner? Yeah, they're so the big. Coyotes after you. This is a big roadrunner. Road. Road so let me ask you this. You, you're through. Roadrunner. Speaking of, don't you have roadrunner tires or rims or something on your oh, car? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's my other thing with this scene. Yeah. Because I do love the scene. So let's leave the scene aside. Sure. Why is everyone so upset? Nero's killed a ton of people. You mean why is Nero so upset? Yeah. Because. He's been hanging with this woman for four seasons now. And the, the only thing that, that she's not allowed to do in his mind for him to continue is to kill Tara. She killed fucking Tara. He kills people. Yeah, but it, that, that's, that's no saint. It's a game changer, man. But, but, it's but just, he didn't really know Tara. It doesn't matter. It's, it does. It's so to me, that's the only silly part is he literally goes in the tank instead of like this woman that he loves going like, okay, fucked up. Yes. Horrible. Yes. But I love you and I've done some fucked up things. So let's get you out of here. 
But you know, when someone does something like that and you are in love and they don't tell you and they lie and they lie and they lie and they lie. But she didn't lie. He never asked. Oh, I don't. I, I, well, she kept it from him. How about we say that? She just okay. Didn't, she didn't over love making go. I have the most terrible secret. I've because she didn't do any of that. And that's why we're talking about it on Reaper Reviews. This show is so fucking epic. Every fucking person watching this show is watching it again and again and again. Can't wait for next week. Uh, I, I, sure, we can we, we can argue that. Remember when he was talking about having ghosts and all that? He didn't say like, oh, I just fucking killed this guy in an apartment. He wasn't. He lied to her, too. Well, then I, let's just go the easy route here. Sutter needed him the fuck out of the way. He needed him the fuck out of the way. She, he couldn't ride in the car. He yeah. couldn't be there when, when we're going to see what happens next week in the Rose episode. She, he couldn't be there. He shouldn't be he there. He needed her gone. So, he needed You know gone. what? And I don't know. If, and Jimmy's like, you know, your kind of actor, my kind of actor, where he might have had a conversation with Kurt about it. This isn't ring true to me. But in the end of the day, that's what they fucking did. And that was a choice. And you're done to me. Get going. He goes, you should go. Just go. He's had it. Yeah, and then he kind of breaks down. And then he down. breaks down on the curb. I don't, just don't know. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. It's amazing. But it's an amazing I performance. Did, I'm just saying, really like, good, I don't really know. Really okay. good point. So cops are on Jack's. Back to Borowski now. Back to Borowski. And Jack's, you know, heads out. We have this whole big, we got to get our action scene in. We always got to get our action scene in. So uh, he's on the run. And the jazz horns start playing. Well, first of all, I got to talk about me and Tommy talking yeah. about this. That's, in, to, that's an eagle rock. We have to run interference. We have to run interference. And I want, because these are all stunt cops. They're ready to fall down, be pushed, be shoved. You can't do too much or they'll arrest you too. So, of course, they come to me first and I go, I, I, I want to trip this guy. Well, the guy took the trip in rehearsal and it was so funny. It, we couldn't do the trip anymore. It was it took out of the severity of the scene. <laughs> this cop had I can I trip you fucking better. He had a table with smash. And I'm going. Well, I didn't do it. You know, it was just too good. It was a whole other episode. So they cut that. So I did a little blocking. Chip is doing a little two blocking. three stooges. For well, yeah, a little three stoogey. Yeah. So we do a little blocking. Charlie runs outside. Boom. There's that charger challenger. Yeah, beautiful. That's, That's the challenger. I think. Is right? the challenger? I think. Woo, yeah. Car's beautiful. A lot of speed. They have the Hellcat. Do you ever see the Hellcat version of that? I have. Woo. And Ooh. between between you and me, Theo, I don't know, but they had some money to throw around on this fucking chart. Holy car shit. Thing. Cop cars were flipping. It's like a Michael Bay Yeah. And they missed a car that was so close. Jackson's stunt driver missed a car going 40 miles an hour. I'm telling you what, man. They fucking did it. That was a and budget. And the fucking Peter Weller's jazz in the background. They kept that. Yeah, they kept Peter Weller's jazz and like cars were flipping and blowing up and this. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching here? Is this bad boys? I was like, this is big. (laughs) This is like a big thing. It was a big thing. It was a big thing. So then Gemma goes to see Abel. They have a nice moment. Nice long scene, right? They have a good moment there. Um, obviously, Courtney Love comes up and then she Gemma thanks Sapp, her. Get sure. out of here. Goodbye, Grandma. Oh, oh, come on. How sweet was that when Abel goes, goodbye, Grandma? Sweet. I thought she was going to look back. Yeah, she did was. I? I know. But it's better she didn't. I know. It is. It's just for him. She couldn't hear him anymore. Can I tell you if you ever, if there ever was a fucking sequel to this show, it's that scene. She gives him the ring and says, when you patch in, 
yeah. like that would be the one that the show would start with. Uh, starting like, on that. On that. And, and then all of a sudden. A year old kid. No, no doubt. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when he turns in that schoolyard, no it goes to him when he's 30. No doubt. Not even. 23, 24. 23. Let's go. Like that's the sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever. They're not going to on, on the goodbye grammar, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Certainly not in mine. Yeah. Okay, Even Jackson they, And that would be cool if it started, the episode started with goodbye, grandma. And then you see him like older in the mirror. And he's like looking at a picture of, he's did looking at a picture of Gemma and Jack. Jack. He's looking at a All picture of, I'm sure come on, goodbye. come on, come on. There it is. Son's fucking 2.0. Um, what would it, or it could just be called son. Well, whatever it would be called, it would be fucking great. Well, the original title of Sons of Anarchy, they can call it that, Forever Sam Crow. It's always it's been my Forever favorite Sam Crow. Forever Sam Crow. That would be Forever Sam Crow is a fucking great name for the sequel of that show when Abel is the president or something in the club. Whatever. Lynch and then is spitball, and I love it. Who would be? Who would be? Who's still alive? So there would be. I, I would be the new piney at the well, end. You'd be the new piney. Yeah, things up the nose. Yeah, right? yeah. Ch- Chibi, Chibi can be whoever the fuck Chibi wants. They're not bringing him back. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's caused too much melee. I think. I think. I think that boat sailed. But yeah, that boat sails. So who's young? Is anybody young? I think Nico could be like like Rat Boy would be like a Tig ish character, right? Yeah. Maybe. Right. Yeah. 20 years later. Sure. You could. 20 years later. Right. Um, I guess. And then is there anybody young? You'd have his brother. Right. Unless something happened to him, Thomas. And then I guess there's no one really young. That would uh, be like the your fame. daughter. Your daughters are gone. One right. daughter's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think probably Fawn is, is gone as well. Dawn certainly is. Fawn, Fawn, we're not sure how she turned out. Well, maybe Fawn could show up, right? And that maybe. maybe she's like in there and that would be it. Everybody else would be. But what you could do, instead of having a journal, our, our, our little Abel, literally young boy, beautiful ring on in his, in his time alone, we see flashbacks of the show. Yeah. Like it's not, a, it's, it's, it's in his head. It's what he remembers as a boy. And you see like a grainy flashback of the real Sons of Anarchy. That yeah. would be fucking cool. I'd, I'd watch it. I don't know what would happen, but I'd watch it. It'll never get made, but I would watch it. So, okay. Um, Gemma, we know go see. So Alvarez and Jackson look beautiful, by the way. He's well, housing them. Thank, thank you for p- picking that up. Paul Maybom's nighttime lighting. Beautiful. It's just so unbelievable. Green. It's got like a green haze. Oh, just beautiful. love it. Where was that? Do you know? You don't remember. Uh, I do. Where? On, on, on that studio. Oh, it was? It was it was where the painter shop was. The, yeah, you no, know, just outside the boxing. We'd always yeah, walk. Remember in that's where, where Juice got held. Yeah, right, that's where, right yeah. there. Yeah, it's right there. Fuck, they the dressed that right there. Oh, cool. Okay, I love that. And then the boys arrive. We show up. Everything's about to happen. Yep. Back to Juice oh, gets God. wrangled. The guards beat him down. Like you got fucking. How did you not lose a kidney or something? Yeah, that was uh to be honest, I do I have zero I, recollection of that scene. I don't know how you survived that little fucking beat him up. Zero, zero recollection of the scene. I don't even remember doing it. I don't remember shooting it. I don't remember turning. I wonder if that was on that day we did those long walks, long walks, and then let's beat him up while we're at it. Don't remember. I know. <laughs> but I know that he beat the shit out of juice oh, in that scene. God. 
and I don't remember doing it, but you fuck is whacking your head to the left two or three times. So much blood packs in your mouth. Oh they, yeah. And in, in the ribs, in the stomach. Whiplash. Whip fucking lash. The next day you wake up and you're like, fuck, my fucking neck hurts. Okay, so uh Jax is at the table and now tell us all. And I gotta tell you, the one reaction I was looking for the most was fucking Tiggs because of Gemma. Because you had a little things. I know it's not a lot and I know whatever. But when you say earlier in the episode, like what happened to Gemma? Where is she? Yeah. It showed their connection. Yeah. Yeah. And I, go ahead. I'm not just going to tell you that I, for me, again, I thought there was some really actually great edits in there. Charlie does all the talking, but some of the ed- edits in there, there was a couple of nice solos on me, a couple on fucking Tommy. might have been not long enough for you. But I know how those scenes get lost with the edit. And I thought, well, it did a really, really good job of, of showing us throughout this awful, awful tale of what happened. Yeah. And, you know, some people handled it differently, right? Everybody, the reaction a lot. You don't have a lot to do when you're sitting and you want to show something, right? So a lot of it is hands. Yeah. Hands in head, hands here, right? Hands this. You're trying to like process. You need something to do. Yeah. I just love that the way you did it was like your arms are crossed. And it was I know. And like, I never, I never did that much. as no, You never did. And that's what Hardly I like. Ever. It was so like, I was already confrontational with what are you talking about now? Right. What's happening now? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I saw that. I, I never really did that much as Tig ever. I, and that's one of my, I just, I, he was the one I really wanted to know the most about because yeah, cool. obviously you have a relationship with Gemma. Yeah. So cool. then we got, then we got Chucky at the table. Um, Unser enters. They have their little chat. Um, he says, she's not coming back. Right. Wendy. He, with he, the, what I loved about the end when, when, when uh, Chucky goes, she's not coming back. Is she Wayne? Nothing was said after that. No. Great. You know, and maybe, maybe even if it was, they cut it. I and if they if it was, they cut it. And it's better not saying anything. I fucking love that. Yeah. And then Wendy's with the baby, right? And then Abel comes yeah. in. She says, I'll be there in a minute, right? Um, and now we go to bro hugs going down, right? Everybody's doing the bro hugs. And Nero enters. Yeah. And again, he's a wreck. Yeah. Nero's a wreck. But I will say. This is probably one of my favorite scenes because I love scenes that build and have a layer and like I'm climbing a mountain and I really climb the fucking mountain as an audience member in the scene because he starts it and he says, how do I come back from this? And then he just goes and he just fucking lets it go. Yeah. Nero gives him the advice and he breaks and while I'm not a fan of hands over face when people crying, it always, it's like one little thing that's always gotten me. So I understand why people do it. They do it to hide themselves. Right. Um, but he just went and Nero kind of, while he's dealing with his own shit, Jax is gone. Right. I mean, He's gone. And I, again, I said, good scene. Both of them are so honestly, they're just crying over Tara, their lives, whatever it is. And Weller didn't overshoot it. He just kept the realism of in the shadows, you know, like we yeah. didn't see their eyes, but you can see the, the, the leather on leather thing. I don't know, man. Just really beautiful. Really great job by both the boys there. 
And then the music kicks in. Yeah. And uh, she's gone. She's going. She's Gemma, out. driving and smoking. She had a lot of smoking on this show. A lot of smoking. Our little Katie Seagal. A lot of and, six. And then there's some church music. Yep. And then you see the sign. And the bottom of the sign, it goes, Eureka. Eureka. And we know where she's going. She's going where is she home. Going? She's, she's going home. Got it. Okay. I didn't that's, know. I didn't pick that up. I just thought right. Eureka. No, that's where I was. That's when I spent a lot of time on Gemma Island. She's going home. She's, she's going where Hal was. She's going fucking home. And there's a good chance she ain't never coming back. We'll have to see. She ain't her. never coming back. And I'll tell you, next week's episode is a motherfucker. So can I make a suggestion? Yeah. Can I throw something out, partner? Of course. That's what you do. You I, need, I, need, I need to process the last two episodes by a chat with you first. Yeah. Let's I want to. I want to do that. I want to do a recap. Can we re- have a little recap? How about we recap everything? Because we we got to get these few other guests or maybe one uh, uh, set up. Yeah. The last two episodes really play like a two part finale. It, it right? is a two part finale. That's exactly why. Yeah, and everything I happens in in twelve <clears throat> thirteen now. So we really yeah. truly. Let's do a Reaper Rumble. Let's do a little Reaper Rumble. A little Reaper yeah, Rumble. Little Reaper pre Rumble. final last two shows. Pre final one or two more interviews. And and trust me, bro. By the, by the end of July, there'll be group hugs all around, and we'll, and we'll glad and we'll be glad that we did this. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. And then I know we got some other stuff that we got to knock out, and uh, and that's what it's going to be. But man, suits of woe. It is not a bunch of men's warehouse suits in a closet. No. Besides Even though there's the a lot of woe, there's a From lot of now woe. on when it goes, when the next title is called Pickle Jar 2.0, I'm just going to go Hamlet, Hamlet, Hamlet. It's just definitely the third soliloquy in act two. Um, Claudia, well, I think that, the next one is called Red Rose. Yeah, I think I think you're right. But I could be wrong. But I think the next one is called that. It's called Red Rose. I wrote it down oh, already. Getting good. ready for it. It's a good big job, one. Theo Rossi. Hey, good job, you're not, Kim Coates. You're not just a big slacker all the time in your ranch there. Don't go you're get lost in the northern. Opera. Don't get huh? lost in the northern Saskatchewan woods. <laughs> and if you do, bring a knife. Bring bring a big knife and cut down some power lines. What a great idea! That's it. That that guy's ass. I'm gonna talk to my boys about that. Was that recently? Yeah. I'm gonna send you the story. I don't know. I'm gonna send I'm gonna it to love you. Love it. I love you more. Fuck off. I love, love you, you too, buddy. Go uh, answer that guy who's honking his horn outside. Yeah, Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T-H-E-O, small R-Y, capital P-O-D. If we're talking Reaper Reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper Reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay. Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash. 
to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.